The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hello, I'm Helen. I'm a reception and year one teacher in a very small school um, near Milton Keynes. And hi, I'm Bex. I am a Key Stage 2 teacher in a 2 form entry primary school in Cambridgeshire. And today we are exploring English learning outcomes with this week's folktale from Ethiopia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Distant Fire. There you can stream a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you can also get a copy as an ebook or paperback, illustrated by the hugely talented Heather Zeta Rose, download the full audiobook anytime, and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen Bex and Abel and Hakeem here as we explore some English objectives. Um, who'd like to kick us off with this one? I can do if you like. Yeah, I, was, I, I could see Bex reining herself in because <laughs> she's always really keen to talk English. But I think I think Bex was demonstrating um, all of the values of friendship we were talking about yesterday. Yes, I definitely was. And I think it's, sometimes it's really nice to go through the school from the, the um, youngest to the oldest to see the progression and how the story can be used from the, our tiniest. Yeah, lovely and logical. Yes, I've been logical. <laughs> Take us away then, Helen. So my idea for English relates to um, the invitation, Hakim's invitation towards the end of the story where he's inviting the greedy people to eat the cakes. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is a little cross-curricular. A lot of my thinking, because I teach reception, Mm. I tend to think in terms of cross-curricular projects. But my thinking around this was describing, creating and describing one of the cakes that would be available at this event, at this party. Um, And in the early years, um, I would definitely get children to experience a cake before describing it. So we might taste some cakes, might bring in some cakes, checking for allergies and all of this. (laughs) We're wanting to be in your classroom right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I might get children to create some cakes um, linked to a DT project I'll talk about later. They might create their own cakes. Uh, But anyway, Mm. describing cakes, describing describing how they taste and what they look like, particularly what they look like for children. Describing tastes can work depending on <laughs> depending on what cakes you're eating. So in sort of year one and year two, they can write a lovely description, looking at adjectives and expanded noun phrases um, in reception. Um, depending on what stage of the year you're at, they can write a sentence about it or you can model writing for them. And then um, again, whole cross-curricular project, um, I think related to this story, if it was, if I was teaching in reception, I'd want to have a little cake shop set up, like a mini role play area for them. And then you can Ooh. give them a real purpose for their writing because their descriptions can go up around the cake shop um, alongside pictures of their cakes. Um, older children, particularly sort of year two children, can write a whole menu of for the cakes um, to have there in the cake shop. So um, I always like writing to have a purpose wherever possible. I like children to, mm. to have a real purpose for their writing and see their writing being used. So if you can have a little cake shop for the, the younger children with their own writing up around, they might not be able to read it, 
but it doesn't matter. They've seen a purpose for it. They've seen their right, why we do writing. So that would mm. be my English project for this story. So that, would they be trying to entice their um, fellow classmates into their cake shop above everyone else's? Yes, they'd be trying to sell their more of their cakes. <laughs> and actually, um, the very start of, of this in reception is children know it, being able to use vocabulary just orally. So can they actually mm. describe their cake to you? What different vocabulary, what different interesting adjectives can you introduce to the children through this project and get them using rather than this yummy, you know? <laughs> and again picking up on the um possibilities of e um being like economic as well you could uh, introduce vocabulary such as do for a pound do for a pound (laughs) get them using their expression in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i guess you could use the e for teaching them about um obviously if you're going to make that cake how much money would you sell it for and how much Would you, how much would you buy it for and how much would you sell it for? Okay, I'm glad I'm glad you went there, Bex, because I was thinking you could use E to make your cake. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't advocate wouldn't advocate that. Um. Thinking about the E in PSHCE, um, <laughs> we could also um, use the cake project to think how much how much do we buy the ingredients for and therefore how much do we have to sell our cakes for? So you could mm. also link it particularly with that i guess with the year two children actually that understanding if you've only got this much money to make your cake so how much you're gonna have to sell it for to be able to make a profit i'd definitely buy the cakes yeah (laughs) so brilliant there's there's lots of persuasive writing there as well as descriptive writing and all all of this built into quite a fun activity by the sounds of it it's going to turn your classroom into almost walthamstow market (laughs) (laughs) but better because it's full of four four five girls (laughs) <laughs> and because it's full of cake. <laughs> Everyone would want to be in your classroom. <laughs> Linking into that, um, the kind of theme of persuasion that we've been talking about um, with our lovely cake shops that are appearing in year one and early years and year two. Um, I was really thinking about with our year three and four children and um, giving them a job to like um, write a persuasive letter to Panya to persuade him to mm. give Abel what he promised. So... We're, we're pausing at that point in the story um, where Panya's decided he's not going to give Abel what he deserved because he thinks it wasn't fair. So to talk about uh, why uh, Panya should still give Abel the money before um, Hakeem's plan comes into play. So I wouldn't read them the end of the story. I'd pause mm. at that point and get them to think about how do we persuade? What um, what could we do at this point in the story? And hopefully, I, I agree with Helen, real important um, element of the teaching children to write is giving them a purpose. So how are we going to mm. persuade Panya to do what he said he'd do? So really thinking about that um, use of persuasive language, um, getting them to yeah. talk it through, getting them to um, think about all of the reasons that he should give him the money. So I think, and, and writing a letter to him, would be really good and I'd probably start that off with uh, um, getting them to persuade someone to do something else so like getting them to write a letter to our head teacher persuading them that we should never have homework again so they can really understand what it <laughs> how to be persuasive um, in something I don't know I think re- you should do that the other way around they they could use the, the letter to Panya as practice yeah. and then, and then say write. right now it's a bonus <laughs> if you want to write a letter to anyone else to get them to do, do something. something yeah that's a good idea actually I hadn't thought of doing it that way around so either way, yeah, and and particularly one of the things that I've been um, looking at uh, in my as as a teacher is actually that you obviously teach the children to do something really, and you really help them to understand and unpick a certain type of English skill, and then they write mm. something at the end. But then you could get them to write two weeks later. Okay, 
um, I've heard you all complaining about the level of homework. Let's now write a persuasive letter a couple of weeks later so you can really see if they've yeah. learnt it as well. So that's a really good, very good idea, Chip. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Oh, thank you. Um, and then thinking about are you taking this story and, use, and how we could use it for English in year five and year six, I was thinking... Um, the children love writing newspaper reports. And again, we can make a class newspaper mm. um, article about maybe boy survives night on mountain um, and, oh, yeah. and like um, creating, they could make their newspaper, they could interview the, um, we can do lots of drama with hot seating and the characters or doing like a role on mm -hmm. the wall where you could, you could draw around one of them and talk about um, what's happened and um, get the children to report on it. And then if um, you could even turn that into a, like a news report as well. So um, getting the children to actually film themselves and um, report on this amazing thing that's happened overnight. Yeah. Um, that, would be, so. that would be really good because they've got the opportunity, haven't they, to interview a range of different characters in this. So they could interview Panya and see what he thinks about this. Can we get your reaction on the surviving <laughs> yep. of this? Did you think it would happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Panya, Panya's friends, Abel's mum. There are, there are all yep. sorts of characters you could bring in for, yeah. for interview. And getting lots of people to come and be those people. So I always convince my head teacher she likes coming in and... <laughs> And becoming members of characters in the story because I think we need to model it first and become that expert and then giving the children a go if they would like to become the characters as well but they have to know the story really well before they can yeah. do that and before they can take on the role of the characters so you'd, they'd have to be really immersed in it so that would I'd use the story for quite a few weeks and that would be one of my end outcomes mm when they really know the story. And that, that's fine because it gives you opportunity to do that pausing thing along the way, doesn't it? So yeah. um, you can uh, pause the story after a, a couple of weeks, do an activity, come back to it, do the next activity. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's prompted me actually to, to think of an idea that I just want to run by the two of you, which is um, oh, the, the cake shop scene doesn't actually have Abel in it. It's it's the first part of the story really where, where we don't see Abel. It's just... Um, uh, Panya going in there with his friends and Hakim and all of his workers. Um, so Abel has got to find out later what's happened and why Panya has suddenly changed his mind. Oh, yeah. Could this be a great opportunity to um, get some letters of apology, perhaps, where Panya is writing to Abel to explain his change of mind and maybe also say sorry yeah i think that's a that's another good writing opportunity and really interesting for them to because a lot of the focus of this story is on hakeem and abel so actually to for them to mm. almost into the role of <laughs> of the other character the the less pleasant character and to think about how he's changed and how he might be feeling about the whole thing i think that would be very good from a literacy and a pshe uh, point of view mm. yeah. and Sorry. Sorry about the cat. We can now hear purring coming <laughs> through the microphone. That was brilliant. I love that. I, literally, I, I could see him doing it and there was nothing I could do about it. I was like, get down, Cedric. Um, I, I was also thinking while, while you were talking about um, the, that apology, you could also track, um, I use emotion graphs quite a lot, where you track a character's emotions through the story and how they're feeling and and then and why they're feeling mm. it so as the children get older getting them to to describe how they're feeling using some really um good vocabulary um and teaching them about using dictionaries and finding synonyms to make their writing even better but then further up the school you're getting them particularly your four years four five and six getting them to justify why they think he's feeling that way or she is feeling that way, that character using evidence mm. from the text. So I think it'd be really interesting to track Panya's 
emotions through the story because then you yeah. can really like how is he feeling right at the beginning when he's getting this um young boy working in his collecting his the coffee beans how's he feeling when when he does get better each day is he feeling happy about that or is he how is he feeling because some children might think he's feeling frustrated because he doesn't want him to get better because he doesn't want to pay him more money because there's a line later in yeah. the story isn't there mm. that actually rich people often don't like paying for paying for things yeah. um, mm. and then particularly looking at him when Abel decides that he's going to go up the mountain how's mm. Panya feeling when he survives how's he feeling and then when he's given a taste of his own medicine how's he feeling yeah. so I think that'd be an interesting activity as well mm-hmm That's all we have time for today, folks. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, let us know on social media using at teachhappily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can enjoy effective and lifelong learning. Tomorrow, Abel and Hakeem will help us teach maths. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon. soon.